to you across the world. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're well given the current climate and the global pandemic that is consuming all of our lives. Fear not though, we are here to keep you company. Hopefully a little sane, maybe a little insane, or even just to pass the time, a break from working at home or just the kids uh, that are winding you up to despair. Given there's no game to talk about, uh, we still safely get together to give you our bonus episodes from the Voice FM Bunker. These episodes are taken from our Saints on Saturday radio show on 103.9 Voice FM. And we cover the latest Saints news, whatever is left of it, self-isolating with Saints, uh, some nostalgia on this day uh, with some unclassic commentary and a return of, or new to the podcast, the infamous ins and outs, a tongue-in-cheek look at the world. If you're listening on Anchor, you'll hopefully hear some tunes or at least in clips to break up the show and let us know if you are enjoying these episodes or episodes. If it's helpful, maybe a little light relief, but goes without saying, uh, stay safe out there or in there. Uh, keep washing those hands and keep marching in. Over to you. You are listening to Saints on Saturday with the Ugly Inside, proudly sponsored by the Five River Sports Bar and Grill on 103.9 Voice FM. My name is Freddie in a safe social distance away from Nick in the Voice FM studio. In the culture bunker, here we are. We're not at home and we're safe from famine, pestilence, plague and all other sorts of nasty little diseases. And we have washed our hands as we entered the studio. We have scrubbed down, we've uh, wiped surfaces, etc. Because this is a shared space. But uh, before we get going, I think we've missed one thing actually, Nick. Thank you, breakfast team. Hey, there he is. Hey, oh, right. Okay, uh, not a lot of saints to talk about. So, what are we going to talk about for the next two hours? Then, well, we'll just talk about life in general. Perhaps <laughs> what we hope for the next three months. Uh, I mean, English football suspended into April for thirtieth was the news uh, on Thursday. Mm. Uh, now, was that a shock and a surprise? No, not really. Um, it, it, we're not expecting it I mean footballers we're twiddling our thumbs it's just a weird one really because when you're in the summer and you've got no football mm. you've got the transfer window so you can speculate about all sorts of things and there's always something to talk about but now there's nothing I mean we can't mm. even there's not even footballers falling drunk out of nightclubs I mean, there's no sport either no cricket no. no tennis no Formula 1 nothing at all I mean in the summer we have that but it does have its good points and if it's no Formula 1 mm-hmm. we're going around in circles yeah. um, but I think we've missed yeah, well, it I hope, I hope. We, you're we, on the right track there. Well, we joke. are. The, the wheels uh, must, the show must go on, as they say. You stick to the same formula. Yeah, good one. Um, but we missed an, we actually missed an enthralling game at the weekend. Uh, Saints nil, Man City nil in a classic game of noughts and crosses. What's the verdict then, Nick? Well, the verdict is we had to keep a clean sheet sometimes. <laughs> you know, who would have predicted that it would be noughts and crosses? No one. You know, a month ago, it was life as normal. Now we're all looking at going back to the Middle Ages, medieval times, when probably the last time Saints actually had a decent defence. So, nil-nil with Man City. We're taking that. Yeah, We're taking that. The only disappointment, of course... Shay Adams didn't get didn't <laughs> still, get on the score sheet. Still, still couldn't score a goal, but couldn't score at Norts and Crosses. Shay, if you're listening, sorry about that. Controversial though. Uh, of course, we were due to play Norwich. Man City stepped in at last minute. 
Yes, that's right. Norwich City declined. They were not on the ball, uh, mm. City. So, uh, good to Man City. It's good to see that someone's got a sense of humour up there. Yeah, I mean, uh, clubs all across the UK and across the world, actually, trying to find some time. A lot of, uh, I've seen clubs around the world sign up for this kind of FIFA tournament, uh, the popular video game. And lots of people are now uh, you know, playing tic-tac-toe connect four against other twitter accounts but uh, i guess let's get back to matters then the, the news earlier this week as you mentioned uh, football elite football levels suspended until at least the 30th of april um, and the season will be extended indefinitely um, the standard laws uh, state that the season should be finished by june the 1st but the elite clubs are desperate to finish the season the, the sta- actually the standard laws don't quite say that in the fact that the official ending to this season is July June uh, July the 12th which is the date of the European Championship final so the UEFA European season end date is officially July the 12th mm. uh, now I think I said I touched on this last year that uh, last year God uh, they say a week is a long time in politics a week is a, li- a long time in self-isolation I can tell you that uh, they said I said last week that I thought that they would be looking to restart the game at the end of mm. May and I still stand by that you, you know the latest thing is it we will be over this virus in 12 weeks which sort of takes us to around uh, the end of June mm. uh, so Presumably, we might be able to get out, get out a little bit earlier than that, but I think what they will do is they will extend the season in and out through July. So uh, we're going to have the close season will be very short in August, I mm. think. So my thought is they will try and restart at some time during June. Some may be played behind closed doors, of which I'm told it won't be shown on Sky or BT, okay. as they don't want to have gatherings of people going in pubs mm. and it'll be restricted to uh, or this is the plan at the moment obviously things change daily and things can go good or bad daily going forward and the idea is that it will be shown on club websites and only accessible to season ticket holders probably members or other in Saints case database holders mm. who have lock-ins because they don't want people charging up the pub across the country mm. to watch a football game so that's what I'm sort of told. I think they'll try and squeeze the nine games in. I've got a feeling that they then might make the FA Cup semi-finals sort of a more a pre-season kick around. Mm-hmm. And the final FA Cup final will be in place of a charity shield and will mm. restart the Premier League season possibly first week in September, which is in line with places in Europe who generally start mm. sort of the end of August start of September so there's my prediction from the culture bunker mm. that uh, we're going to get this season out of the way um, you, we, we're going into you know the next sort of bit here mm. on our, on our, our crib notes but how do we finish the remaining games and yeah. the options and again going back to last week two options that they've considered are that they just expunge the seasons from the records mm. as they did at the start of World War One and Two, mm. which the football season then, if you're a historian in 1914 and 1939, <laughs> Freddie, long before I was born. Uh, you sure? Not, I'm very sure. Um, <laughs> not Luke sure, but lukewarm. But tw- back then, they didn't play many games mm. uh, because they kicked off the First World War in August. 
learned a bit of a lesson. Didn't start till late September when we finished our holiday or mm. September in the Second World War, but they had to expunge the season. That won't happen because of the legal ramifications. Mm. And it would be unfair. I mean, I know a lot of people out there hate Liverpool and don't that, but no one can begrudge them the championship. You know, they're, they're within two wins of getting it. Mm-hmm. It's harsh, harsh, harsh. Mm. And from one point of view, for those that don't like Liverpool, what a way to say it. Because when all the Liverpool fans go, we won the league this year, you're going, well, you didn't really win it. Mm. You know, but... Uh, because some, obviously, if we do kind of null and void this season, um, it would it would wipe that horrific night in October off the records. However, because the Carabao Cup has also been completed, that would still remain in the history books. Yeah, it certainly would. And I mean, from a from a purely selfish point of view, as our friend at West Ham, what's her name, Karen Brady, Brady yeah. said, selfish people out there, it suits West Ham for mm. the season to end, either to be expunged or to be ended at this period of time. Now, it would suit, from our point of view, it suits Saints because it gives us a no-risk mm. uh, entrance into next year's Premier League. If the season restarts, the chances are that we'll be fit and ready and we'll get the points and we'll stay up. Mm-hmm. But it's not guaranteed. So... I think in that from that point of view, uh, it does offer a no risk, but that's a mm. purely selfish reason, and no one wants to win it. Mm. Uh, you know, get through that way, and there's things to be apart from the championship. There's relegation to be decided. There's the clubs in the EFL who mm-hmm. might might be up there, and there's also those you know, like another club rarely mentioned, Sheffield United. Sheffield mm. United could quite feasibly get into a Champions League position Um, and that's going to be their first chance of Europe and I think that's going to be blown Mm. so we'll there's that so they won't they won't null and void the season they won't stop the season dead and say which again would solve one problem and just declare Liverpool championships but relegate the bottom three Mm. because Aston Villa would say well we could win our game in hand and stay up there's lots of things there legal challenges so the only real way forward to stop legal wrangling going on for three two or three years uh, would be to get this season finished yeah of course um, financial implications as well you know hundreds of millions of pounds up for uh, debate of course you know you've got Leeds and West Brom pushing for promotion they could they could argue that uh, they've lost out on almost 100 million pounds I'm just going to drag you back there Freddie you, you've said one good thing there that on a one point if it was null and void we'd wipe off that awful defeat against Leicester but on a bad point we'd also wipe off the League Cup nil four. Or 4-0 win at Pompey. Now, I just got what you said there about the League Cup, so I'm just, <laughs> sorry to be so slow. <laughs> yeah, keep up. But <laughs> let me just assure Saints fans, we can wipe it off the record books, mm. but Pompey fans can never wipe it off their memories. They can <laughs> never erase that night from their memories. It doesn't matter if it doesn't exist. No, it still will in mm. their minds, and that's what counts. Yeah, of course. So financial implications, TV deals, you're quite right. Mm. I mean... The simplest thing was if you've got to play games behind closed doors, you could fund it by, you know, funding every game on mm. Sky and TV. But you can't do that because you don't want people in pubs. You, the financial implications are that if we don't complete the season, then technically there's a quarter of it left. And mm. the, that, you know, the Sky TV and plung at the one 
quarter of their money back. Mm. So there's a lot of lot of things. So still lots to discuss. So we'll, we'll speak about more of the implications and uh, various different plot uh, turns uh, just after what I guess is quite apt to this situation. Our first song of the show uh, by Bombay Cycle. Bombay bicycle. Club. You might be laughing, Freddie. We might that might be the only mode of transport we have in the future. This yeah. is going to turn out like an episode of World's End. <laughs> and uh, following well, that, we've also got what is a little bit like the streets right now. Ghost this town. town is becoming like a ghost town. Look, you thought the record had started there, didn't you? <laughs> The specials, Ghost Town and Bombay Bicycle Club. Is it real? Does it feel real? It feels like we're in a, a bad dream right now, Nick. When you play the specials, I feel, Freddie, you're a bit younger than me. I feel you've done too much too young. <laughs> there we go. Nah. Right, more news then, of course, this week. And let's talk more about how it will uh, affect Saints uh, this week. Uh, let's go with that then. So, of course, with the uh, the season, uh, uh, well, at least the earliest uh, picking up from 30th of April, we will be playing into June and of course uh, there is uh, questions over how long uh, the players that are you know on loan or, or have a contract up until the 30th of June will they still be valid uh, come the end of this season uh, that's a, that's a good question and one that's very hard to answer uh, you, it's probably not as it's probably not as bigger issue at Saints mm. as at other clubs because the only players I think we had out of contract really were Yoshida and Cedric, Cedric and yeah. we've hooked we've them off on loan anyway and we've got Walker Peters on loan yeah we've got him on loan but we're not playing him are we mm. so we've got Valerie back so perhaps by that time they've got it so it's going to be a big a big question I mean I would suspect that you can extend extending loan signings mm. is not so much of a problem I in the fact of someone like Walker Peters who's got a two year contract at Spurs and play on the, the real issue for clubs where they've got players out of contract is that you're asking a player, if you extend his contract for a month, you're asking a player to play games of football in which potentially he could be injured mm. and be out of contract and then have a legal ran- wrangle of who pays him. Mm. So you've either got to say yes, people, in the old days, before they, all these shenanigans used to happen, when players couldn't didn't have the right to leave a club, they used to have to sign monthly contracts if they were out of contract mm. and hadn't agreed a new contract. So you could extend a contract. They could extend the opportunity... Uh, and extend the contract so a player could sign a monthly contract but that would be down to the individual player who might quite Mm. rightly say I've got the opportunity of going to club A for Mm. uh, on a three-year contract so why do I want to jeopardize that by playing a few games for Saints there's there's another thing as well I just thought of uh, clubs are allowed to discuss a transfer when there's six months left of their contract now I I don't think there's any as you said aforementioned Cedric and Yoshida not currently in the first team but we have players that are running down their contract and uh, it would be it would be uh, a legal wrangle, if you like. Uh, uh, see what happens when the the wheels are still turning in the season. When we go from the thirtieth of June to the first of July, and we're still in an active season, what will happen then if a player has already a uh, uh, set up a transfer to another Premier League side? Well, again, it comes down. That comes down to the fact that if a, a player is 
already signed a lucrative contract, he's not going to want want to really mm. do that. The only way around it would be that a you play you know players out of contract can probably legally say that's me done. It's July mm. the first. That's me done. Uh, um, Although technically, if a player is still your player, hasn't signed for another club on July the first, you have to pay him for another month. Mm. So this, that's not really legally binding. So what you've probably got to do, I mean, I think maybe we did. In fairness, I think we're discussing an issue that is not actually mm. a very big, a very big issue. Yeah, I mean, it's more to the point. I mean, it could work the other way. Mm. I mean, for Saints, actually, you know, in fairness, it is a, it, it's an enviable position because we've got two players who are out of on contract out of contract or out on loan mm. but we've got what six seven players out on loan who will officially return to the club yeah. on June the 1st mm. so you you could for argument's sake suddenly increase your squad by the likes of El Yanusi, Wesley Ho but will they be Yamina? eligible yeah are you sure? Because they have to submit a 25 man squad don't they every that's end, true end yeah, but, yeah, yeah but you've taken out mm. you, you've yeah you they, they return to the club. It, and again, let's be honest, this is going to be differing times. They're mm. going to have to rewrite the rule book. Mm. So players coming back, they're going to ha- they're going to be able to go. Because I think you can add to that squad during the transfer window. Well, yeah, you can. But no, got, jo- you join can. the league season. If you haven't got 25 players yeah. named, you've got the scope to add. So mm. the question there, and I'm not, I'm not 100% sure mm. of the answer. Um, so... If someone comes back, if say I, I don't know who would Mike, who you might want to play comes back, uh, if someone comes back in on June the first, and you've only got twenty two players named in your squad, you could mm. probably name three more. Mm. You know, so it, it's it, again, I don't think it's a big issue. Very few clubs are actually. The issue is going to be more about mm. lone players okay. coming back. Well, another thing as well on the uh, on the agenda, I guess, is is the hot topic around season ticks. Now, if we were to kind of declare this season, call it null and void, what would happen with our season tickets? Would we get a refund on the uh, the games that were meant to happen? The the answer is yes, because mm. le- legally they haven't provided you with a service the service. Yeah. Uh, so they've got to. D- I think. I think it's a very difficult one mm. uh, with season tickets because you're buying the season tickets. So, yeah, they haven't provided you with the service. I think, personally, what they will do is re- they would reduce it down. Mm. They would put it off against it. But I wouldn't, again, it's something I don't think we've really got to deal with unless it's played behind closed doors because mm. the season is going to be played and finished, whether we're still playing it in October and then start a new Premier League season and mm. get a bit out of kilter. It will be it will be played. It's one of those things that you're going to have to sort of wait and see what happens in the situation that we're currently in. Mm. Another thing, of course, UEFA Euro 2020 will be postponed until next year. So it'll be Euro 2021. And now um, we had an outside shout of uh, kind of Danny Ings making the squad this summer and Nathan Redmond, perhaps if he kicked on when he returned yeah. from injury. What do, what's that mean then for those two in particular? Uh, they're going to have to get their head down and work hard again next season to kind of break into the England side. Absolutely. It's just one of those hard things you've got to take but to be honest it's you know if England hadn't qualified they'd still be in the same position Mm. it it, you know it's a disappointment for someone like Danny Ings who but Danny Ings especially had a window of opportunity with the likelihood that Harry Kane might not be Rashford as well Rashford and things like that but 
football's a tough game, and that's why it's softened by the by sixty five thousand softeners every week. Mm. Taxable, of course. I mean, another discussion too. I think War Prowse will be in his peak. Perhaps his prime. Um, maybe he's got a chance of, of filling in them in the midfield next season. Yeah, for England. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, Will Prowse would definitely be one. I mean, again, ag- again, it, it's harsh on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very harsh. But unfortunately, you can't ever. It, you know, ideally, we wouldn't be in this medieval plague-like mm. situation. Um, Okay, well, Ralph has also uh, sent the squad to work from home or train at home uh, this past week. So we've seen clips kind of Musa Gineppo on his uh, bike in his uh, luxury apartment in Ocean Village. Nathan Redmond, Danny Ings all finding time to train at home, working from home like everybody else. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I wouldn't think they'd keep their fitness up running around our lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could, you can do it in about 4.2 seconds. Uh, Maybe chasing after Cubby. Chasing after Cubby. Well, that's da- that's more dangerous. <laughs> people people in Tottenham are more more danger of dying from him than they are of the coronavirus. Uh, so yeah, I mean, how how is it? Personally, I think this is it. Everything in life that happens. Mm. Uh, getting on my soapbox here. I've just got to clamber onto my soapbox. Everything in life that happens is an opportunity Mm. and this is an opportunity throughout the world to take a step back and change the way that things happened and if we look back in history great events that happened be you know be it world wars plagues black death everything they all gave the country an opportunity to to uh come back stronger come back stronger but to change the way we live and work so this Mm. is getting I mean they tell me that the canals in Venice you can see fish in them for the first time and that rivers in Italy and because of it so it gives us a chance to perhaps think a little bit more about the planet and the pollution is that it's all term low yeah and centuries yeah and it gives us a chance to perhaps change our working and our, mm. our our lives. I mean, personally, I'm using it. I'm trying to use it in my personal life to be a bit more or less stressed about things. Mm. You know, suddenly I'm quite pleased about it because, like, over the last four or five years, well, since 2014, it's been season. It's been season for going into summer to season to summer to season to melt of meltdown mm. and it's been constant and it drains you mm. and so i'm using this to sit back don't have to get up and go too many places <laughs> sit at home work <laughs> do that take the dog for a walk go for a ride on the bike we'll you get know, to that more later we're, we're, yeah <laughs> I, I won't uh, tell you what about that at the moment but um so it's a chance mm. it's a chance for all of us to sit back and de-stress one thing i will say whatever happens Probably no one here that's listening is going to be able to do a thing about it. I, I'm certainly not going to suddenly mm. come up with a, a, a antidote to the virus, and I doubt if anyone else is. Mm. So we've got to sit back, listen to the advice that we're supposedly given, hope that that advice is, is now non-political, mm-hmm. uh, and just try and keep healthy. As but we'll use it to better our lives. Keep calm and carry on is what the... Uh, exactly. What that's what we've always does. Mm. We British. Whether, whether we British... Uh, are white, brown, black, or whatever we mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. That's what we we've always done, and we've been British of of different nations for many hundreds of years. Yeah. So, uh, well, there's nothing open at the moment. Sports has been indefinitely cancelled. Uh, social gatherings, pubs, clubs, and theatres all are temporarily closing their doors. There's nothing to do though. So, uh, uh, pl- Pompey at home, sa- aren't they this afternoon? <laughs> 
you know, I mean, they haven't. That's one. Get, the homeless shelter's open, right? Yeah, yeah Fratton <laughs> Park. Fratton Park's open because it doesn't qualify as a, a social gathering uh, or or a, or a large scale gathering, whatever they call it. Mm. Uh, no, I mean. Some pubs are open. I mean, I've driven past quite mm. a few of it this week. And the, the idea, though, is the more we keep out of it, the better. And, you know, I'm sticking, sticking to that. So I guess we'll use this opportunity to take a look back uh, on this day. Uh, well, many years ago, we're referring back to the excellent book by written by uh, Graham Hiley on this day by Southampton. Uh, right, let's cast our minds back to Friday, the 16th of March, 1984. The first ever televised game at the Dell uh, Saints 2. Liverpool nil. What do you remember of it, Nick? Well, it's the first ever live televised game at Bedell. They had televised games on Match of the Day, but this was the first one which was being shown live. I was there. I was there. Uh, a young, fresh, early 20s, very early 20-year-old mm. there in the uh, fashions of the day. Uh, Talk me through your outfit. Talk me through my outfit. <laughs> I, I definitely had a pair of Adidas trainers on. I've got a feeling I had a pair of light blue jeans on, little cuts at the bottom so I could get them over. Mm. Uh, From Top Man? The top Man, when I struggled to get in them, the Top Man, you're quite correct. <laughs> I would have had a, a possibly a feeler uh, polo top on. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't remember how cold it was that night, so I could well have been wearing... A, a sort of a, a Pringle jumper uh, followed with some sort of coat on mm. uh, or I may have just gone with a Tashini tracksuit top there we go uh, so a trendsetter in trendsetter the, in of the time 80s. what a trendy young man I was back there right so I think we'll also take this opportunity to give you some unclassic commentary we'll describe it for you we've, uh, we've trialled this over the last couple of weeks we've tried the uh, the Norwich uh, Classic 5-4 and the couple of goals of Matt Letizia popped away against Newcastle uh, all those years ago so I guess you'll remember this game a little bit better than I did uh, Nick uh over well, to you. So it started with Mark Wright, who made a move, passed it to Frank Wellington, who banged it out to the left, who uh, Mark Dennis tries to get in his cross, blocks it, drops it in, nice... Looping head. Looping head of the... And there's Mark Wright, who started the move, knocks it back, Danny Wallace, there's Pat Muldowney, the owner of the joiners, <laughs> in a in a blue and white uh, Benetton top there, jumping so up and down. It was a acrobatic Danny yeah. Wallace uh, bicycle. Se- second goal, Stevie Williams takes the ball, holds it in midfield, falls over, lets them get it back again. So Sammy Lee? So Sammy Lee playing, future Saints player. We win it back. So Dave Armstrong knocks yeah. the ball, sprays it out wide. Here we go. It's a bursting run on the right-hand side by Danny Wallace, Bur- trying to get to the, bo- get, get to the edge of the box. Knocks it back. Sort of falling behind David Puckett there, I believe. Far post. Puckett with a P. Uh, Mark Dennis again. Cross, looping cross. How did Danny Wallace get an head to that? Smallest man on the pitch. Gets in front. Heads home, I think, five minutes from time to seal the game. Mm, two fantastic crosses by Mark Dennis to Danny Wallace. Yeah, that Mark Dennis that season was the best full-back in... Best left-back in England. Now he never got an England cap. I'll never know. Well, there you so go. So what, what are we going on next, then? So up next, then, I couldn't find any video clips online. The only clip that, of course, I could find was uh, the infamous uh, tackle from uh, Francis Benali Ending just uh, John Fashnu into orbit. Yeah. Now, let, I mean that day. A li- little bit more in the memory that day. So this is uh, uh, 
March 17th, 1990. Uh, this is Saints 3, Wimbledon 3 at Plough Lane. Only about 5,000, 6,000 in capacity. But a couple of thousand Saints fans there. Uh, the ball, Justin Fashion, who's taking the ball out of defence. So we're talking you from the tackle here. What? Yeah. Oh, that it, is it, actually, actually, it's a lot better than what I remember it. <laughs> uh, it it's, we were 3-1 down. It had been a feisty game. And John Fashion, who's taken out of defence, and then across comes Franny, mm. and sort of it's a sort of tackle where he, he didn't didn't actually go to ground. I think he sort of sort of jumped in, dropped his shoulder, and flipped, and then flipped Fashion over his shoulder for a perfect, mm-hmm. uh, perfect cartwheel. <laughs> he got the ball ref. Yeah, he got I got the ball ref. You know, and that's <laughs> it. So he was gone. I mean that sparked a revival because within about six minutes we were free all yeah so a, a Lichizia hat trick that's right good day I mean I can remember again what I was wearing on that day yeah. things had gone on a little bit from the uh, the casual era so I think that day I had a uh, the camera cut to the uh, the Saints fans well I wasn't end. in the Saints end uh, oh we, you sneaked in the home end we went we didn't go in the home end it was such an awful view at Wimbledon but we went in one of their wooden side stands and sat there unchallenged as they say uh, dark pair of jeans on I, I <laughs> It would have been Adidas trainers, always was. Uh, and I would also have had a, I think I had a blue denim shirt on. We celebrate that night by going to the Kentish Town and Country Club. It was, was called then and now called the Kentish Town Forum. Yeah. Big venue if you've been ever there, been, yeah, there. been there. And we times. went to see Potwilly itself. Right. Uh, a famous band of the day there and what go. a great day that was so uh, we'll guess we're uh, rewinding a little bit uh, seven years before that 19th of March this is Southampton 4 Man City 1 a Steve Moran hat-trick talk us through it Nick uh, first time I've seen this so that was a goal from someone by his head which has gone on a bit quick, quicker than I thought uh, look at the sand in the goal mouth there so that was obviously Steve Moran's first what, again great player Steve Moran Steve Williams there Dave Armstrong what a team we had Danny Wallace Ruben Agbula uh, Ruben Agbula would, uh, would have been in there ball, again ball dropped headed back and it's who, a bit of a scramble in the goal mouth was, was that an own goal I can't see it looked, <laughs> it's uh, quite blurry it is a bit blurred uh, looks like Mark's right Mark Wright has put it in, in. ginger headed centre half David Armstrong nice run trademark run keeps going keep, rides two challenges rides three challenges crosses the ball Moran tucks it away to be honest in today's game Dave Armstrong or the player in Dame Strong's position would be rolling around on the ground and the referee yeah. would have been pulled up four free kicks before he did that um, here we go then so this is the a hoof goal. forward a hoof forward poor defensive play headed right to Steve Moran who gets in on the beach end knocked and loops it in on the goal for a hat trick trademark jumping up in the air with his hands in the air 19th, 22nd of March, or 19th of March, 1983. What would I have been wearing then? That was a little bit pre-casual. <laughs> so I, again, Adidas trainers would have been, would have been a a must. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Uh, I suspect I would have had a pair of Levi jeans on, and I sort of had a pre-prototype casual look, which was plain jumper, round neck jumper, and uh yeah, my normal, I just remember the coat I would have worn for that Liverpool game. It would have been an Adidas wind cheater. Does it still fit? It, it would do if I knew where it was. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'd have worn that Adidas wind cheater that day, I'm fairly sure. Mm. Uh, so 
there we go. Nineteenth so, of March. Where are we next, Fred? So there we are. We're actually uh, one day at some. Uh, well, in fact, nineteen ninety-five on the twenty-second of March. So uh, a day tomorrow. Uh, this is uh, Saints three, Newcastle one. Now uh, Newcastle go ahead early after about four minutes, but it's three late goals. Talk us through it. Yeah. So this was March. Uh, as you say, what we're seeing here is this is the early uh, early, goal. early goal. Poor marking. Nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes, <laughs> as we say. So goes. This is the slow motion replay. Yeah, so hits someone up. on the back of the head. We failed. Someone stick. It's, 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 it's literally. It looks unmarked in the penalty area. Yeah. So it went late on. So mm. it was now the eighty seventh minute. So we get in across. Diving that's, header. That's Watson in the near post he, diving he, header, parried by and, the goalkeeper. And Heaney, Heaney <laughs> puts it in. So, again, late on. In. The keeper comes up very much, very much in the vein of Alex McCarthy mm. at West Ham, I've got to say. He was a little bit before his time. Drops the ball. Slow motion replay Completely here. drops Spills the ball. It. It's uh, Gordon Watson with the Kung Flash Fu kick. Flash Watson Kung Fu kicks it in. So that was 2-1. So we've gone from the 89th minute 1-0 down to mm-hmm. 2-1 up. Then Pavel Schernacek, if I believe it yeah. in, fumbles it again a la Alex McCarthy yeah. at Manchester City. Uh, 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 Newcastle away, I think. Mm-hmm. And we sweep it in. So we've gone in the space of about four minutes from being 1-0 down to 3-1 up. Uh, I always think about that night. I always have... I said this for 20, well, 25 years near on now. What really made me smile that night, as I I, walk, I can remember what I did, I walked back up to the pub, had a drink, uh, it was a little bit of a cold night, again, would have been wearing Adidas trainers, definitely, mm-hmm. can't remember the jeans mm-hmm. I had on, but uh, possibly, uh, I think I had a, a, a sort of dark green khaki sort of jacket type thing, winter jacket. It's three weeks before my daughter was born, mm-hmm. so I was half expecting to get a phone call. I had one of the first mobile phones being a yuppie type <laughs> thing, uh, and I was half expecting that mobile phone to go off and me to miss a game. Mm. At 15 minutes to go, I was praying it go off because <laughs> I'd had enough, but oh. I just had to stay there. But I always have the thoughts that some Newcastle fans, because they'd come a long way, they sold all their tickets, they'd come a long way, uh, one nil down. In the midweek. Midweek, mm-hmm. 89th minute, a couple of them would have gone, yeah, yeah, let's get going, beat the traffic. Got going, beat the traffic. Probably went on, talking all the way home, why, eh? Can he wait, lads? Mm-hmm. You know, one little winner, you know, and all this thing. And then I just have visions of him about four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. as they drove across the mm-hmm. Tyne Bridge, the Tyne Radio mm-hmm. news coming on. Why, eh? Let's hear about our great win, man. They'd mm. say when it come on, and Newcastle went down three one at Southampton, <laughs> and they'd have gone, "What the?" <laughs> <laughs> so well, there we go. Well, over the years, Saints have been battered and bruised. Here's the circle waves. T-shirt weather. Welcome to our second hour and you are listening to No Saints on Saturday with the Ugly Inside sponsored by the Five River Sports Bar and Grill on 103.9 Voice FM. Now, uh, if you were tuning in earlier, we've covered all of the news, all the bases are covered. Uh, so let's pose a few questions. And I did that earlier this week, Nick. Um, if you were if you had to self-isolate with a uh, former uh, Saints player or manager or could be could be present, who would you isolate with? Uh, what stories do you want to extract from these uh, fine people? You've got to say 
that people like Mark Dennis, who we've just seen put in two crosses, are... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Dennis is a very entertaining guy. He's got a lot of footballing stories, as are some of the people he knocks around with. Mm-hmm. Jim Steele, the 76 uh, Cup winner's medal so, central defender. So there may be people that you would want to self-isolate. Although maybe I just want to go make self-isolate with Fraser Forster and help him count his money. Nah, well, let me tell you a few of the comments uh, over on our Twitter page earlier this week. So Gordon Strachan. Uh, very good. I was there uh, when he when he actually said to a journalist who said, "Can I have a quick word, Gordon?" He said, <laughs> "Velocity." Uh, very quick he was. Uh, that was at the nineteen uh, two thousand and three, I should say, mm-hmm. Cup final press day. Uh, very quick, very witty, Gordon. But I always felt I didn't I didn't dislike Gordon Strachan. He's a nice fella, but I always felt that he was very he sort of didn't want to engage with people mm. when he he was a little bit. So no, I wouldn't want to put up with him for 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 <laughs> great twelve character. weeks. Great character, those great uh, character. Shop. But you you'd be shooting shop. him after a week. <laughs> uh, right, another suggestion then, uh, Graeme Souness. Just to get to the bottom of the Ali Dia story, Graham Souness. I again, when we were when we were a little story, when we were sat with Graham Souness, at uh, I was sat next to him at a Southampton Independent Supporters Association mm-hmm. uh, summer meeting question and answer session. We always used to have the manager in for a pre-season question and answers, and I was sat one side of him and. Uh, a friend of mine called Perry McMillan mm-hmm. who was another uh, who listens to the show friend of the show Perry if you're out there in your taxi listening he was sat the other side and Perry stood up and he said the man next to me needs no introductions he said uh, he play, he play, he's played in a, uh, several cup finals and that and European Cup finals, Champions League medals. He won, he held the cup aloft for Liverpool in 1984 in Rome, he said. And he's got that. And I was sat next to Perry, and Graham was sat on the mm-hmm. other side of me. And Graham soon has turned to me and said quietly, he said, Well, I was at those games. He said, I don't remember you being there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Well, you should have paid more attention. Uh, but, uh, How did he ever get. Uh um, conned by this story though good question good question and let's be honest on that story it wasn't as if he didn't have other options to bring mm. on he had a, when he brought Ali Dyer on after 12 minutes he says that he just the story is he put him on the bench because he, he, he didn't have a choice didn't have a choice well that's fine mm. but when he when I think it was uh, I can't remember who it was came off now it was Letizia was it Letizia yeah. came off yeah when Letizia when came off he had our Australian winger that he could have brought on. I can't, mm. I'm struggling to remember his name now. It will come to me at the time. But he had, you know, guy we signed, I think we got him from West Ham, played for Australia. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was a Premier League player with 100 games behind, so he could have brought him on. Mm. He could have used one of the other players. I think he may have had Simon Charlton on the bench. Or You know, we had a plethora of left backs at the time. Mm. We had Simon Charlton and we had Francis Benali. He could, I think maybe Simon Charlton was on the bench. He could have brought him on. So it wasn't as if he had to bring Ali Dyer on. Mm. Ironically, nearly scored. So I think <laughs> Graham Sulis has played... <laughs> Grimsley's very dry, doesn't say a lot. So mm. I've got to say, if I had to self-isolate with him, once I'd asked him the Ali Dyer question <laughs> and he batted me off as he's batted off every other commenta- commentary, it would be another long so, time. Uh, sat between Graham Souness yeah. and Gordon Strachan would not be great. I mean, what could you talk about? <laughs> great Scottish goalkeepers. Well, uh, oh, we've done that. Uh, Scottish World Cup 
Not well, many. Not well many. I'm, only, I'm only 34 <laughs> years old. I can't remember any. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, so, you know, they're, they're not two. Right. You got any more you want to throw at me? Yeah, so a few more suggestions then. Jimmy Case. Jimmy Case would be great. I, I Did I tell the story before when yeah. I was in Liverpool watching that come the Bunny Men and we were talking to some Liverpool yeah. fans and I said, Jimmy Case is one of our legends, but mm. he's not one of your legends because you've got loads. And they disagreed with me. Jimmy Case... Well refreshed, shall we just say, walked up and said, All right, Nick, what are you doing here? And I said, I what's your neck and the bunny men, Jim? He said, Oh well, I'll see you back in Southampton then. And this just shut up these five scouses straight away. Uh so yeah, Jimmy would be a great guy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy would be a great guy. He's, he's what well, you know, he's got a good taste in music, like second the bunny men mm. and he's he's played for Liverpool and Southampton, mm. you know, which are two of my favourite teams. A couple of contrasting characters here. A suggestion from Neil. Uh, Nigel Adkins. It would be interesting to hear the story. Nigel Adkins played a vital part in this club's history. Mm. Um, it, it would be good because he's a physio... Uh, what do you call it as well, isn't he? Uh, uh, he's a sort of a motivator. He, he keeps no, up the positivity. No, but he was the... Uh, at Scunthorpe, he started off as a physio. physio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I've got a bit of a calf tear at the moment, <laughs> which has stopped me from running, as we know, why I've had to take up cycling. So Nigel Atkins would be good because mm. I'd get free physiotherapy. But I'd like to speak... Because he seems a very friendly guy, mm. very pleasant. And I think you could spend... Uh, a good couple of months with mm. himself isolate. Okay, uh, Frank Worthington, um, Dr. Snowden suggests. Um, is Frank Worthington still alive? I believe so. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, uh, actually, I don't think he is, but I do. Get, I think he is still alive. I've met Frank Worthington at a service station after Stoke City. Yeah. Uh, when we were going to Stoke City, uh, there was a photo on Facebook of it, of us all stood with Frank Worthington. Adidas trainers did have those mm-hmm. uh, light jeans on Pringle jumper uh, and Frank had just been sent home from the team hotel because he'd been caught drinking the night before or something like that <laughs> well, he, so he also made short shorts fashionable he did he did <laughs> Frank and Elvis he a like, big fan of Elvis when he had the grifter mm. mm. Frank would be good Frank would be good uh, uh, company company and I did when I when I did a little bit on that 1984 game on Mm -hmm. on the website I looked up Frank Worthington and it said in 2016 his daughter announced that Frank had Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. disease and then Frank immediately put out a statement saying that he didn't Mm -hmm. now what I don't know is whether he did (laughs) but he'd forgotten about it when he said that he had but uh Frank, would, Frank, I can imagine, would mm-hmm. be great company. As yeah. I say, met him at a service station. So, and obviously, uh, one person who is no longer with us, uh, another chap, Michael, suggested he wants to meet uh, Osgood. Peter Osgood, great, great player. I, again, I met him on several occasions. Mm-hmm. I, I, not least on the day that Saints left the Dell for the 19... 19- 76 FA Cup final still being at school I went there I took an FA Cup final programme got it signed by mm-hmm. all the players including Peter Osgood and Peter Osgood came out of the car park and spent like an hour just talking to the fans mm-hmm. signing autographs joking told a few good jokes and was just generally a very good guy mm-hmm. Peter Osgood always said he said I I love Chelsea they're my first team but Southampton are a very mm. close second so a couple of other notable mentions then uh, we had Ted Bates Tim Flowers Peter Crouch Alan Ball but of course uh, one here from uh, Nick Humby uh, Laurie McMenemy Laurie McMenemy well I'll start off with just a couple of men- mentions Tim Flowers I used to be a member of the Park Hotel Health Club down when it used to be down on the uh, the park there mm-hmm. 
and Tim Flowers used to come in with Ian Dowie. So I used to uh, sit in the sauna <laughs> and this uh, with and with Ian Dowie and and Tim Flowers and it must have been about 92, 93 season when they're players. So I used to sit in the sauna. So the first thing I think Tim Flowers would probably say is, I didn't recognise you with your clothes on. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I, I'll tell you what, Tim Flowers and Ian Dowie together were as good a double act as you get on TV. <laughs> they were hilarious. Mm. They just used to take the mickey out of everything. Uh, Saints players, everyone. So yeah, self-isolating, yep. Ian Dowie and Tim Flowers every day. What was the next one you said that Nick said? Laurie McMenemy. Laurie McMenemy. Why, man? Yeah, I would. I'd ask him. um, He's got got plenty of stories. He's got plenty of stories. Uh, So I'm not going to say anything bad about Laurie. So, yeah, it would be good to hear him. I've Mm -hmm. read a couple of his his biographies. Mm -hmm. uh, And quite honestly, like, you know, Laurie McMenemy is along with Ted Bates, the two men who mm-hmm. are unequivocally the, the best managers the, ever, the club has ever had. And both of them, mm. like Shankly and Paisley at Liverpool, Ted Bates and Laurie McMenemy, Ted, Shankly built Liverpool, Ted Bates built Southampton, uh, Paisley took it on to a different level and Laurie took it on to a different mm. level. So, yeah, it would be great. You know, I wouldn't mind self-isolating with Laurie. Okay, well, right, to round up this feature then, uh, I've actually posed this uh, question to you, actually, Nick. Do you sing happy birthday when you're washing your hands uh, amongst this pandemic? No. So what I've noticed, in fact, I've had too much time in my hands. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Don't put put herbs on your hands (laughs) is what I would say to you on that. Anyway, what I noticed is that uh, if you sing uh, When the Saints... It's about 20 seconds. So I challenge you, anybody listening along, send us a video of you singing Oh When the Saints washing your hands to. So, yeah, so have we got a timer here? Let's see if I can do this then. Let's just see if you're right. Yeah. So I've got, I'm just going to put my just gonna put my stopwatch on. Yeah. So I'm going to set it to reset. Right, here we go. So we start. Oh When the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Go marching in. Go marching in. 14 you, seconds. You were quite quick, to be fair. Yeah, but I'll perhaps I could do the Spurs version <laughs> of it. Well, we uh, could do it in the in the in the tone and the pace that we do our St. Yes, Mary's. Exactly. I want to be in that number. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... The answer is there. You got if you're going to do it, slow it down. Otherwise, Freddie's going to be blamed for the outbreak of coronavirus because <laughs> we're not washing our hands properly. There's got to be longer set songs. I, I tend to sing things. Or the, the uh, or you could you could just send us a video of your favourite Saints chant. I hear that the uh, King of the Scummers chant will also uh, work. Yeah, so. Danny Ings is the king of the scammers. Danny Ings is the king, I say. Danny Ings is the king of the scammers. Smashing Pompey with Pop Southampton Way. No, that's about a bad attempt. So you're way too quick on this. Way too quick. Way Let's too start. quick. Yeah. Right, okay. If you all hate Pompey, wash your hands. <laughs> if you all hate Pompey, wash your hands. Uh. If you all hate Pompey, all hate Pompey, all hate Pompey, wash your hands. 
How many is that? That must be near one twenty seconds. Yeah, we'll go with that. About yeah. ten fifteen. So seconds. that's it. So that is the song we sing. If, you, if for every twenty seconds, if you all hate Pompey, wash your hands. So we want to see your video. Send it in uh, to our Twitter, Facebooks at the Ugly Inside. Uh, tag in Voice FM Radio as well. We'll get it retweeted. And make sure you nominate then three people when you tag us in on our social pages. But uh, right now, this is is quite apt for this scenario. But keep your chin up, Nip. Nick, because uh, it's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. REM. At time of the show, then, uh, rapidly approaching the end of the show, but this is our ins and outs to uh, finish the show this week. So, a couple of ins, couple of outs. Nick, what's in this week? Ins, isolating, self isolating, or. Or enforced isolating mm. by the enforcement police, which will be coming round. I mean, as I say, I, I don't mind a bit. I've, I've actually enjoyed, although I'm not in any form of isolation. In case you see me walking out the studio and start and start uh, painting a red cross on the door, uh, <laughs> it, I'm not in any sort of isolation at the moment. Touch wood. Mm. But uh, I've actually have been quite isolated because like most people I've worked from home I've potted around I haven't been to any social gatherings or mm. anything so I you know I, I haven't really met many people who aren't shop assistants mm. or or toilet rolls <laughs> hoarders or toilet roll hoarders <laughs> yeah so um you know I've quite enjoyed it and I'm using it to sort of de-stress myself mm, you know I, you know get 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 a little bit back in detach ourselves from the from regular the, yeah. saint stress so yeah the regular saint stress it's it's actually quite pleasant to not be <laughs> not have your entire weekend ruined by yeah. jack stevens mistake in the final minute minute uh so i'm i'm quite enjoying isolating mm. Now, I'm not enjoying the next in, Fred, because I think this is something for someone like yourself, one of the younger generation, mm. football video games. Yes, yeah, so, of course, uh, no sports on the TV, nothing to do, nowhere to go, and uh, people have been kind of enforcing themselves to download uh, brand new football games, uh, whether it be on the PlayStation or on the PC, and I've, uh, I've, I've joined them. I've downloaded this year's Football Manager 20. Uh, what, what's Football Manager 20 then? For Just purely and simply for people who might not know. Well, it does what it says in the tin. It's a Football Manager game. Well, there's 20 of them or they are age 20? It's the, 20, well, the year 2020 version, oh. yeah. Um, so I've downloaded Football Manager. I've thrown myself in at the deep end. I've started with Eastley and my target is to get them up. Uh, well, actually, firstly, uh, make them survive in the National League and then get them into the Football League and we'll see what happens. Well, I, I've done just on that as an in. So if we're saying that ins are in football video games, finding things to do that you wouldn't normally do. I went into one of those cheap bookshops and I came out. It wasn't in Petersfield, was it? No, it wasn't in Petersfield. No, <laughs> it was in Southampton. I'm not going to, obviously, uh, we all know what they are. They sell books that are in. I came out after spending £12 in 15 mm. pence, 15 pence, an extortionate price for a bag, I would add. Mm. But I came out with, all for 12 quid, mm. I came out with a status quo biography. Mm. I came out with a John Lennon biography. Mm. I came out with a Chris Hoy How to Ride a Bicycle book. Are you aware of that yeah, yeah. book? That's 20 quid retail price, three quid in mm. the shop so I've got that and I also came out with this tin how to ride a bicycle so it's a nice little tin and in my little tin it had a little booklet telling me how to ride a bike how to mend a puncture and it also included 
a little puncture rig perkit, a handy little tool for tightening things up and some magnetic reflective strips. So I'm not sure whether you're meant to put those on your bike or the tin so mm. you can see the tin when it's dark. But very good purchase. So that's in. In brings us on nicely to cycling. As I said, I've taken up cycling. I've had a minor setback in the fact my brakes need adjusting at the back because they're making a very, mm-hmm. a, a bit of a sound. Every time I press the brake. Did you grease them up? No, because it says you shouldn't grease it. So okay. I'm, ta- I, but I can take it back to the shop to get them adjusted. So I'm going to do that. It's not stopping me cycling. It's just stopping me braking. Mm. People think that it's like an elephant passing wind if I brake. Use my <laughs> rear brake. It sounds the noise is terrible. Or a rhinoceros, or a hippopotamus underwater. Ah, mm. uh, but cycling. I, so my cycling career has since last Saturday. I haven't done any cycling, but I'm intending to get out now on the bike again. Got as I say. Well, I'm they really say going. cycling is a safe social activity because you're you know you're cycling independently away from others exactly it is exactly it and is. you're in fresh air it is can't get it can you name the top i'll give you a question from my little book here what are the four or grand tours in cycling uh tour de france one yorkshire no yorkshire that's two <laughs> giro d'italia giro d'italia is two uh you got uh espana vuelta it's vuelta espana three yeah. so what's the fourth then <laughs> Fourth one is it's Netherlands, Belgium, isn't it? No, tell me nearer home. Tour de Totten. <laughs> I've practiced the route as it is. I'm experienced. Uh, as I say, great. So cycling in elderly hour. Is yes. this an elderly hour mm. where you're where elderly people can go in the supermarket? That's right. And fight each other for <laughs> toilet rolls. <laughs> Yeah, so of course, you know, we spoke about it last week and it has been happening every day this week. Supermarkets are are running out of stock faster than they can replenish. So a lot of supermarkets around the local area and around the UK have introduced an elderly hour before the uh, the normal kind of opening hours. Running out of stock? Mm. What, like chicken stock? Yeah, beef. Beef stock, yeah. Beef stock. <laughs> we won't be able to have our gravy. No. <laughs> <laughs> No roast dinners this week. Uh, definitely no curries. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, it's a good idea. And I, I did see as well that they're also going to have another hour for NHS workers, key workers. Yeah. So that would be locksmiths too, I would imagine. Mm, well, there you go. Yeah. We'll put that one under lock and key. Yeah, put that one under lock and key. takes another turn for the worst <laughs> with jokes about locksmiths. Right. Uh, um, have you been to Yale University or was it Southampton you went to? No, no, I know. I know We're in I deadlock know. here. There you go. Here we go. Next one. In crowdfunders, keeping businesses afloat. The joiners, Mm. if you've ever been to the joiners, get on their Google their crowdfunding page and give them some money because Southampton wouldn't be the same without the joiners. Mm. And, you know, without people jumping up behind the goal in blue and white Benetton tops in 1984, there would be no joiners. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so of course, you know, joiners, local venue, a staple of the Southampton community, uh, you know, apparently will be sort of struggling as uh, you know the government have uh, kind of advised uh, venues theatres to close their doors and uh, unfortunately for the joiners you know the rents and the overheads perhaps may be too much they're asking yeah for I mean they slash business rates so that'll mm. be good so that's the start I mean I'd listen to something on the radio on Thursday um, and it said there they were talking about the small venues and the mm. guy said look the Arts Council funds loads of things like the Glyndebourne Opera or things like that or mm. uh, or ballet, but they're things that don't need funding mm. to such a degree. The things that need funding are the small venues in England, the Lead Mill in Sheffield, the the joiners in Southampton, to name but two. 
the elephant and castle in Tottenham. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that needs funding. Uh, so, yeah, so crowdfunding. So help people. Uh, give your local businesses some business. Mm. Uh, right, let's move on to our outs then. So uh, what's what's out this week then, Nick? I reckon Nick's photography is out, and I reckon it's because I put up a, a blurred picture of when you and I visited Staplewood. That's right. Uh, a terrible yeah, photo- You're in that p- picture, you know. No, I'm not. I'm trying to find it right, right now. Which one was it? On this day, 17th? Yeah, it was yesterday, I or think. Or oh, not yesterday. Part two. First day. Oh, I-, I can't remember. You're in it. It's just bad photography. You can't see yourself. Yeah, such a bad photograph that uh, you must have had beer goggles on or something because you cannot even find uh, see the features. Uh, talk me through how you took this photograph. It's all about it's all about the exposure. Okay. Uh, at the time, you know, I like to work off a you know a slower exposure, and it just <laughs> it, the equipment failed. You know, all great photographers. You meant to stand. Days. You meant to stand still when you take a photograph. Yeah, well, you can't do that, can you? This looks like a fairground. It does. But uh, to be honest, it's where the te- headlines have got in the way. But uh, yeah, of course. D- uh, anyway. any, any excuse. Any well, excuse. You, I'd like to have seen you done better. Oh, I can. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah, can. yeah, you can. Have, yeah, you've got the equipment. <laughs> now I've got my top-of-the-range Apple iPhone, uh, only available in stores in China at the moment because everyone else mm. is closed. You've got to make sure you have some crisp photographs when you put posts up like this, honestly. Well, what would I want to photograph <laughs> packets of crisps for? Well, it's just a walk in the park. Exactly. Well, well done there. <laughs> okay, well done. Right, anything else this week? Um, panic buying, selfishness. Mm. Mm. Um, so we touched on elderly hours and their key workers. Funny enough, the link from that is crisps, walkers, panic, which was a record by Smith, the mm. Smiths, who also a crisp manufacturer. And there you go. So there you go. Selfishness. Uh, Frazzles. I didn't keep that joke to myself. Um, panic buying selfishness I actually did my good deed for the day mm. on Sunday I went into a local uh, it actually wasn't local to me but it was a, a supermarket in South the western suburbs of Southampton mm-hmm. and I've been in there on Saturday no toilet roll no eggs didn't need toilet roll needed eggs mm-hmm. when I got there there were three boxes of eggs left mm-hmm. and I picked two of them up and I thought I'd need to put two in the trolley and the one box next guy come up to me uh, it, it, it was of Eastern European uh, ethnicity mm-hmm. though that's nothing to do with it but he came up and he said he sort of I picked up the last box and it was all soaking oh. he opened it up and it was all cracked and he said to me good God he said what he said you know last eggs and that and and that and i and he said this is terrible no he's quite he's quite a nice fella talking to him mm-hmm. and i said there you go mate have my box <laughs> uh, have one of my boxes i don't really need to mm. i gave him my box of eggs and he was so grateful he was so friendly and he was so grateful for it We're and bffs now right yeah we are and uh <laughs> that come and, I, and it could be a little bit of a story you know now I'm friendly with him I don't know where he was from he might have been Poland I'd like to think he was from Poland mm. I like to think that when we're in the Europa League it'd be a bit like is it uh, what's the old fable about the lion and David was it where he pulls a fawn out of a lion's paw oh, and when he's about to get yeah. eaten in the Colosseum the lion remembers him I'd like to think mm-hmm. that in two years time <laughs> in the Europa League semi-final when we were just beating Legia Warsaw mm-hmm. to get to the final and we're under heavy artillery fire from the Legia Warsaw Ultras mm. that he'd come up and go 
I remember him. He gave me some eggs in Tesco's <laughs> in in Shirley, and I'll get a, and I'll get to walk away unharmed. But he was very grateful and really friendly guy. It'd be like uh, the old the scene from Del Boy. So yeah, when they're they're writing in the uh, in yeah, the, you're getting in the the party. Hang on, it's Nick. You <laughs> go, hang on, it is Nick. He's eggs. So you know, but it was an act of kind. It was an act of kindness because you know it, I don't know who he was. I just mm. gave him. Gave him my a box of eggs, and he was really grateful for it. And you know, we bonded, and no, we said, good. you know, this is it that we we've got to stick together. That's good. I mean, others though can't be can't be the same. Can't be said. Greediness, selfishness, people hoarding, people buying too many. There is enough for everybody, so you should uh, think about what you are shopping. You right. don't need to shell out that much on eggs. There you go, cracking. Let's crack on. Um, right, anything else that's out? Uh, entertainment and music there's none of it about there's nothing left there's nothing left to play I mean again I'm list- I'm re-engaging with music I- I'm listening to stuff that I never listened because you know this is what I'm using it dude life is it's played mm. at such a hectic pace but now we can all slow down mm. you know you're out you're going out oh I don't oh it's an evening I'll go out I'll go to the cinema I'll go shopping I'll do this so you never spend t- quality time at home mm. so what we can do now is Slow down, get a book out, listen to some music. You don't have to watch telly. And that's what I'm doing. But again, think of all all these groups, you know, all these entertainment venues, you know, they're all going to struggle. So do what you can for them. And hopefully they'll come back stronger. Out, out, everything. Everything's out. Everything's cancelled. Everything is cancelled at the moment. Apart from us, we'll still be broadcasting. Three months time, we'll be there. We'll have beards like ZZ Top. And we'll be sat in the culture bunker here. And they'll be trying to plague and pestilence and be battering at the door. And we'll be going, nope, I reckon Shay Sh- Adam. You know, <laughs> Still can't score. Be the first time we come out. We'll come out of here in three months' time. Shay Adam scored you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as they say, always look on the bright side of life, Nick. We do. We always look on it. Monty Python, I know, a great film. Ah. Uh, I've been to the spot where Christ was crucified prior mm. to our Europa League Cup tie. I've never been to the mm. spot where Brian was crucified. Well, there you go. That's what we're going to wrap up with this uh, this week. Then, uh, thank you so much for making this part of your day. And as you, as, as Nick just said, yeah, plenty of time to chill out and think about what's right in the world. Chill out, stay safe, and remember: change the things that you can change in life, not the f- and accept the things that you can't and work around them mm. and none of us out listening unless you are the, uh, perhaps a government scientist listening to this somewhere in a laboratory are going to change this virus mm. it's going to it's gonna, it's beyond us it's, we've got to let the experts do it so accept what's happening and get around it and be nice to each other mm. as, as a great film we usually like a couple of film quotes be excellent to each yeah, other. There we go. Bill and Ted, love Bill it. Bill and Ted. We're on an excellent adventure here. Yeah. Love it. Okay, yeah, all of our tunes will be available on our Spotify playlist. Just search Saints on Saturday on 103.9 Voice FM. Uh, remember to follow all of our social pages at Voice FM Radio at The Ugly Inside. And we want to see your videos of you washing your hands to your favourite Saints chant. Get involved, but it's bye from me and it's bye from Nick. It's bye from me and stay safe yeah keep washing your hands we'll speak to you soon and up the saints